Okay, so we're going to try this again with um, the True Aquarian being the host. Hi, I am the imposter, aka the True Aquarian, and this is Baldwin Talk. Woo! This is E.Mac. Hey, everybody. So happy to be back. Sorry about the technical difficulty. Hello, this is Art Boo. How y'all doing? Triple J's mom in the house once again. And Raven's here. Hello, Mr. Man. Gosh, Mr. Man, come on. Where's that that enthusiasm? Where is it? Come on, gotta be a little enthusiastic. Come on, man. Honestly, thoughts that we had Eeyore on here. I lost my tail. Boy, I can't find my toy. What what toy are you talking about, Triple J's mom? That's not me. I'm Mr. Man impersonator. Okay. <laughs> well, let's get that sharing going out, guys, because we lost um our audience. It was some people that was in here. Let's do the little share thing, please, if you don't mind. Let's share it. Everybody, please. <clears throat> While we wait for people to come in, um, yes, we will be talking about family and generational curses, part two. A recap of last week was we found out that E. Mac is the golden child. She's the oldest. Triple J's mom felt attacked because Raven supposedly was trying to attack her. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with that. Um, and again, Raven is out living her best American dream. Isn't that right, Triple J's mom? Mr. Man, he and I were blaming our parents for all the good things in our lives, for teaching us um, the importance of being an adult and things like that. I don't know, Art Boo is likely being your boo out there arting around or something like that. I don't know. Ugh. She needs to, uh, you know, speak up some more and stuff. But, you know, oh, that's what we found out about her. That's what it was. That's why cause she's the lost child because I forgot about her. Shoot. Oh, my goodness. Dang, Apple. Get Excuse from behind me. your family. Excuse yeah, me? you're the lost child. No, lost not. Child. That's the reason. Oh, were you the black sheep? No, I, forget. I ain't no black sheep either. Oh. oh. You were the clown? Hmm. What? All of all my family are clowns. Okay. Okay. They're all clowns. I'm a clown too. I can be funny sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, but I guess that's your shortcoming. Okay, so. <laughs> and with the questions, this goes out to Raven because uh, we want her, we want to pull her back, don't we, Triple J's mom, from living her best American dream so she can come and answer this question. Stop doing it. For real. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, this question goes out to you. What do you think makes a family close? Was was that it? That was the rest question of the question is, what do you think makes a family close? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Spending time with each other, making sure that y'all have some, well, not making sure that you have something to call me. Just spending time with each other, because you can 
y'all you can have something in common like just just share just sharing your um your time with your family triple j's mom what do you think makes a family close well i believe that if you keep in contact with your family via you know by phone in person emails messages you know just making sure that everyone is you know okay in their designated areas in the world amongst other things but that right there for me is the big thing just making sure everyone is good and just keeping in contact with one another okay art boo want to chime in on that Oh. oh, so I see it. Raven and Artful, they switched it. Okay. So she's out living her American dream. I'm not. I around. I believe what keeps a family together is. Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure, actually. I okay, well, this is your opinion. What? The, um, the ones, I, I don't know, the, the one that's like supposed to be the glue or something? I, I'm not really sure. Well, um, in my family, the one who kept my um, family together was my mother. She was the one who kept my family together, kept us close and make sure we would talk to each other and all it I, I believe it has to be that one person that knows everyone and be like you have to go to them and say sorry and be the um i don't know the word except for my son i don't know the word somebody help me the glue the peak the no, it's the peacemaker. The peacemaker. Okay. Okay, I didn't want to make Art Boo flabbergasted, but I, apparently I did. Um, e. Mac, what do you think makes a family close? Um, I'm going to say tradition. To have tradition which incorporates spending time with one another because if you're following those traditions, then you're spending that time. And not just the whole Thanksgiving, Christmas, if you celebrate Resurrection Day, that type of thing. Could just be like the 4th of July, like all of those traditions. And it shouldn't be just because one person has passed away that those traditions are no longer in place. So I believe traditions are what hold families together and build those relationships because they're they're the same, but they're different over time because you're not the same person. You're not the same age. That's true. Mr. Man, what's your take on what keeps a family close? Well, it's how you were raised, how, what you see in different families which you see on television because not saying because parents are there and families are together, they're all a number one. It's different things you bring in, what you brought, but you, what you saw your grandparents' family do, what you see, what your 
parents do, what you would like for everybody to do. One of my things was calling. I try my best to call all my relatives at least once a week or twice a week. And I, that's one thing I do. I will make sure that if I have their phone number, I will call them once a week. Uh, I had some relationships I called every day, 10 and 15 times a day. And they would say, oh, my goodness, there go Mr. Man calling me. Or they knew my name, and they would say, oh, there you go. And we would just speak, even if it was for just for two seconds. And then it came down to birthday presents, Christmas presents. I didn't send too many uh, cards because they were, I did send one person a card every time there was some type of holiday, even if it was make-believe. That kept us close. Basically, that's, that's just, just things that you do together. Okay. Like any answers? Like any answers? Um, so, we spoke about family. Now we're talking about generational curse. Um, e. Max says something about going to funerals. I believe that is a generational curse. And it's not just going to funerals. It's about going to funerals. And that's where we meet up. We, um, we, that's kind of like the family reunion. Because someone has passed away. Oh, this is where we're going to see everybody. Okay, we're going to see this person. We need to break that as a generational curse. We need to be where we come together on a happy note, not on a sad note. And I, I believe that it's a generational curse that we could break. What do y'all agree? Do y'all think that's a generational curse? One, one second. Because it happens in every culture. One, one second. You never told us what you thought about. Yeah. I, what you going to generalize that later? No, I'm the host. Well, let's hear it now. No, I'm the host. I'm the host. I asked the question, sir. Well, we want to know your opinion too, host. Yeah, we, we should know your opinion. It, it's a whole thing about... Well, I don't mind. have an opinion about that. Thank you. I don't have an opinion about that. I'm going by what y'all saying. And I said I liked it. If I did have an opinion, I would have said it. I uh, agree with all, with all y'all said. Okay, thank you. Well, as far as um, funerals are concerned, I don't look at them as a curse. They are no, so, that's not what I was saying. No, but it was a thing where a tradition. It's unfortunately it's a tradition, and but it wasn't kind of like a generational curse in a way. In huh? a way, I said it's kind of like a generational curse in a way. It's, remember, general generational curses are things we're trying to break, break the cycle and stuff. Right, I but mean. Break the cycle of people dying and then having to bury your kids. No, I think what she's trying to say is, is that um, the generational curse is people, is family members coming together only for, or primarily for funerals. Yes. Like that should be something that we need to, we as people need to break and not yes. make a funeral the only time we see each other is when a loved one is passed. I think that's what she was referring to. Yes. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense in a sense, just be prior on what you said, what I think holds a family together, it was the other traditions outside of the funerals. It was the other things where you all come together and just because of. So I feel as though that is one way you, those other traditions, if you don't like the word tradition because it sounds too archaic, then um, those other habits that you have with your family those other times that you know, okay, this is game night, or, oh, snap, it's 
Sunday. It's the third Sunday of the month, and we all go over to mommy's house or daddy's house. You know, those things like that is what will keep that curse of, oh, I only see you when somebody's gone. Yeah. Keep that away. I was asking, did y'all want to break it? Of course. Okay. Of course. Why? I mean, that is... That's the worst, in my opinion. I only see you when somebody passed away, and I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't have a relationship with you. I know who you are by face. I know what it was when we were growing up, or um, because, yeah, when I was growing up, you were there, but I don't know you as a person. So, yeah, definitely need to break that. Okay. Um, another generational curse that I think that needs to be broken, and it has nothing to do with this because people are going to come for me, beating a child. Now, there's a difference between disciplining your child and beating your child. Do y'all agree? I agree. Yeah. Rods, the there is. There's a difference yeah, between beating and uh well when you say discipline, are you talking about spankings altogether? Or are you just talking about like I don't know, because some people may say, Oh, well, she's talking about like this like, you know, hitting them in general. I don't believe every consequence deserves a spanking. Mm-hmm. If that's what you mean. Um now you have it where some people do go overboard. They they they, they don't because they, they, because they they don't understand the word because maybe they're dyslexic or they just need time to work on dyslexia. How do you? I know the word, but I can't pronounce it. Say dyslexia. it again. Right. Dyslexia. What did I say? Something else. Dyslexic. How you say it? The way you just said it just then. Either way, moving on. My bad. <laughs> I thought I said it right. If you have dis dis, I can't pronounce. I can't pronounce. It. I know the word, but I can't pronounce it. But if they have a learning disability, you shouldn't be hitting your child because they don't understand something, and you may understand. Remember, you're the adult; they are the child. That's what I mean. Triple J mom. No, it, in that no, sense. that 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 does make sense. That really does make sense, and I understand that. Um, I know sometimes when when with my children, um. Well, with my oldest son, when he was doing homework, because my two youngest ones, for some reason, they don't never have homework. But um, <clears throat> but when he had homework, I would get frustrated. And I would have to remind myself, like, look, you can't just <laughs> take your time. If you need to just stop and let him, you know, go to school or just talk to his teacher about, you know, working with him more. So it, it does get frustrating. But, yes, I do believe that it is a difference between punishment and just downright just beating your kid for no reason. Okay. Sometimes and that is a generational person. Sometimes you have to learn which 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 procedure to take because a child will take you through different things to find out what they can get through, get over with that will affect them or will not. But sometimes parents make that mistake will go too well. Fussing, yelling, punishment, beatings to get to the right thing that works. And sometimes they have to learn that, you know, unless you're a professional uh, 
a professional that can, that knows of the different degrees of what you need to do and what how how to uh, make them learn or not to do something or not to be bad. Because talk, I don't care how old you are as a parent, and I don't care what parent you ask, you never stop talking to your children. You may try to teach them something like, we'll just use something that's really, 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 that's not to tie their shoes. You may have to tell, teach them to their 18 and 19 years old. And then again, they might not get it then. One day they may get it and surprise you. Oh, daddy, I'm 35 years old. And look, I could tie my shoes. And that came from beatings? That's, that comes from, no, did I say that? I said repeating, talking to them. Teaching, you may go through the beating in the beginning and find out that that does not work or go through the fussing or some parents go through the cussing, getting angry. They go through a whole lot of it until they learn which works. And then sometimes they never do because they give up and say that the hell with it. I'm not going through it. I'm not going to continue to try to teach this child this, teach that child that. And there are some parents that don't. They give up. They talk to their children all of their lives. They could be laying in a deathbed and still trying to talk to them about what's right. Well, I hope if they're in a deathbed, they're not trying to beat their child by that point. Um, this goes to you, Raven. Of all the things your parents taught you, what do you think helped you the most? But she waited oh. before Raven before Raven answered that. We're not talking about you got this thing with physical pain is is the is the is the, is the ingredients of helping somebody or changing somebody. It's not. No, I don't. I asked the question. I have said a generation is beating a child a generational curse. Let me finish. You have to. Sometimes it may be. It may be which the person they need to stop the beating. And they'll find that that was nothing that did not work. Yeah, it is. There are parents that go to the point where they beat their children and then end up killing them. Or the child end up killing their parents because of that thing that some parents taught. Beating is the is the only way to, to, to get over or get a child to change their ways. Now, I know if you think about that, you will find that's true. It's not. Cussing at them doesn't does not work all the time you have to you do there is something you do have to do and that's talk to them their whole life things sometimes for them to get to know it and to accept it and to change and to practice it yeah you're welcome but the question was is beating a child a generational curse i i, I don't even know if you answered that question i, I don't even know but anyway raven yeah. What of all the things your parents taught you, what do you think helped you the most? What helped me the most was to um well my from I'ma go with my mom first. My mom, she taught me to accept people for who they are and not judge them, be open with the person. And my dad you just need to have a, a mentality of you're not my friend, but I'm going to keep eye close, a close eye on you. Okay, Triple J's mom, what is 
excuse me, out of all the things your parents taught you, what do you think helped you the most? Um, I'm going to say being a hard worker. Uh, if you want something bad enough, you need to work hard to get it. I, th- I believe that that was one thing. Another thing is um, always be a, a, a listening ear for those because not everybody has someone out there that they can talk to. And um, like Raven said, my mother also instilled accept people for who they are. Now, I will say this. They also said keep a close eye on everyone that's around you. Not everybody is your friend, but be accepting of who they are. And also believe who people say, that, basically believe how... Believe what, how a person shows their personality. So basically, if how this person treats you, believe them. Because that's who they are. If they treat you like garbage and you want and you want to just believe that they're the best person in the world, believe the true person that they are showing you. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Okay, so let me ask y'all this question. This is to Raven and Triple J's mom. Y'all can go at different times. Y'all meet somebody... One of your cousins goes over there and she meets this guy. She introduced y'all to this person. Y'all read something about them on the internet that is not, you know, not good. And you're like, oh, no, this person is bad. No, you shouldn't be with them. It's that, like, what is y'all first instinct and stuff? After y'all did some internet search and stuff. And I mean, we can't believe everything that's on the internet. But I mean, come on now, it's the internet. So how do y'all guys go about doing that? What do y'all, you said you don't judge, but. Come on now, we're human. So it's, it goes back to what I said. Believe who a person shows they believe who this person is. If they show you that they're that they're excuse me, I'm not gonna say the word. If they, if they show that they're a butthole, believe it because they're showing you who they are. People can put whatever they want out there in the world about someone else. It's always someone trying to badmouth, you know, a person or <clears throat> I don't know, make someone the way you have to. You have to form your own opinion of a person. And it's always based off of your observation of that person. And I think that's a generational curse people do too. They, like, of course, when it comes down to parents or older relatives, the one thing that they want to do is they want to protect their offspring. They want to protect the young, the, the, the younger generation in their family. So they're going to tell you who, you know, oh, that person does this, that person does that. But you could be sitting there and you could be observing this person and you're just like, wait a minute, I don't. I'm not receiving the same vibes or the same energy that this that this relative of mine said about this specific person. So it's, for me, you have to form your own opinion. And that goes with any type of relationship, work relationship, friendship, uh, romantic relationship, whatever you want to call it. That's for anything. Now, again, that's not. Okay, and then on that, I can agree with that, but then your opinion can change either way. Raven, did you have anything to say? I'm a piggyback on the on um Triple J's mom. Like I I really agree with what she's saying because you have to learn, you have to learn the person that you that 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 you you know that you're trying to form a relationship with, and not go based upon somebody's opinion, somebody else's opinion, like this person. But if if that opinion is true, then yeah, I mean, then yeah, they're right. But still, you can, that can, that opinion that that person told you about can change too. 
Okay. So opinions can change. You can have it where you read something on that note about somebody, celebrity. Oh, this person is, uh, uh, ooh, I don't like them. They, 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 I see and stuff. Okay. But then, hey, I meet this person. They not that way. Okay. Opinions can change everybody. And this goes to Art Bull. Yes. Um, <laughs> how do you think your friends' families compare to yours? Well, some I, I I can't even say about one of one of them. Um, I would have to say. Neither one, neither one of um, my, my parents, my um, family, and their family are not perfect. But I was, I will have to say that my between between the scales of one to ten, my family is in eight. Theirs would have to be um, almost a five. I, I have not been around anybody's family. I can just go based on what they say about them. But I'm I'm not one to judge anyone's family. Okay. Um, Mr. Man, how do you think your friend's family compares to yours? Some are more good, some are more bad, some more are excellent. Uh, there's no one that could say they were perfect because there aren't any perfectness in this world but Jesus uh, and his family. Other than that, they were good and bad. Okay, so growing up, I can answer this because I have an opinion about this, and this is facts. Um, I thought everybody grew up like me and my family did. Christmas was the bomb. We, my parents, they just, they, they made it spectacular. Didn't matter if you were the black sheep, the golden child, or the lost child, whatever. They just made it spectacular for us. It was Christmas. Everything was decked out. Our parents literally went above and beyond. People in my school, my friends, they did not have that. I'm like, huh? You only got one present? Huh? Y'all don't eat at the table together? So you just eat by yourself and your parents eat later? I don't understand that, huh? Hold up, y'all don't clean up? Y'all don't have a clean up schedule and stuff? Some people, like some families are different. All families are different. I just know, <clears throat> excuse me, that when it came to my parents, they made things good in some aspects. I mean, I, I, like, like Mr. Man said, nobody's perfect. There's no family that's perfect except for Jesus' family. Eda Mac, <clears throat> how do you think your friends' families compare to yours? Well, growing up, it was, um, it was a learning experience because I was fortunate enough to grow up and live in it wasn't the county. I lived in the city and I had a mother and a father that were married, not just together, not judging, but that's just what it was. 
And it wasn't like that for all of my friends. It was a mother, maybe a grandmother, um, a father, you know? So it was, that was different. And I thank God that I had what I had, you know? So I think that speaks volumes in itself. Okay, okay, okay. Um, this goes out to everybody. Anybody can answer this question. What family traditions have you let lapse that you'd like to bring back? And please, nobody say you're going to no funeral. That's just a sad thing. Who would say that? Nobody would say that. I say um, just having Sunday dinner or just being around family or family game night or just start a start a new tradition. Just starting, yeah, just starting new traditions. What tradition has lapsed that you would like to bring back? It was the question. Sunday dinner was last. Okay. I'm going to say um, family reunions and family vacations. Mm-hmm. I haven't been on one in a very long time, and I don't know about any cruise ships for my family members that are listening out there. Okay. I'm going to say um, just getting together for the Christmas holiday and singing Christmas carols like we used to at my grandmother's house way back when we were children. Elda was the best ever. I don't know about anybody else, but I've always loved that. Well, I can't really say anything. They all they all set my answers. But I agree with every last one of them. One of the dishes that I miss that my children did not like that much was at Christmas, during the Christmas holiday, my father taught us all his life we would go out and go get our apples and our oranges, our fruit from Jessup, from the fruit stand out there. And when he passed away, I did it for my mother. Then when she passed away, or and I was doing it for my family. When my family decided they didn't like it, they said, well, we get all those apples, a case of apples, and a case of oranges, and a case of sweet potatoes, and potatoes, and we used to throw it all away. But it's just something, I didn't mind. I, yeah, I would say, hey, my wife would say, hey, let's give somebody just a bunch of, a dozen oranges, a dozen apples, a dozen potatoes, or whatever. And I didn't mind doing the same thing, but they did not like going out there. They wanted to go to Walmart and buy apples and oranges. I didn't care if I ate if I ate ten oranges and had to throw most of most of them away because they wouldn't give them to anybody. I didn't mind that, or the apples, or the sweet potatoes, or the potatoes. And if people wanted them, they could get them. I didn't mind giving them away. Now the thing is, I don't like funerals. I, I think that's something that man has brought about to make money, and Christians do it because I, I don't know why they do it. They love doing it. You know, they're memorizing somebody and having a service, which is great, and you're singing songs and all those things. But me personally, I don't like funerals. I, 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 I had nightmares and dream about them and think about the people, and I'd rather not. I'd rather remember them as a song, walking, talking, whatever they did in life, praying, singing, 
that Ramona was laying in that coffin deceased. Why? <laughs> because one day I'm going to be laying there. I don't want to lay there. I don't want a funeral. I don't want to be brought to no church and have somebody lying, lying over what they, oh, he was a good man. How you know I was a good man? And you never talked to me much. You never did anything for me or any of those things. So I'd rather just say, thank you, Lord, here I come. And he take me on from wherever I'm at. Thank you. Body and all, like Elijah, you going up? And uh, what did he go <laughs> go to heaven and wasn't a wagon on fire? He just, they didn't even leave a body. Is that how you trying to go, Mr. Man? I, I would love if the Lord said, come on up, <laughs> old boy. You don't have to get, you don't have to be cremated or put in ground or dug in a roll or get crushed up and feed the people. And I would, I would, but I don't think it's gonna happen that way because I'm not, I'm not that good of a person. You people heard it here, Mister Man is not that good of a person. Um, so what are some generational curses? Do y'all think that's out there? Example: Schools, in my opinion, schools just teach us to get a job, not how to be successful in life. Do y'all agree on that? They yes. used to. They, they they used to um like give you uh, opportunities I, I, I to be successful. Talking about like now, it's not oh, um, okay. yeah, because uh this would be I guess because of Mr. Man's um um tantrum and how old he said he says I'm about 1950 something so he would be better fit to answer this. <clears throat> In those days, they would make it where. You, how how was it with the education, uh, Mr. Man? Was it a thing where they just taught you to get a job or how to be successful in life? They taught you how you could become successful back then, way back then. And it seems like it changed because of people being black or brown, whatever race they are. Because you used to teach drop, besides drop education, which is good to learn. They also taught electricians, mechanic, plumbing, heating. They taught a lot of different things that they stopped teaching. They had gym in schools, really physical gyms where students would learn to become athletics, running track, flipping, flopping all over the place, music. Like they said, okay, well, we're going to stop all that, educating those people, those things, because they're becoming too famous. They're becoming too educated. They're going to make money one day when they become successful. And, and, and plus that, they taught business, how you're supposed to do in life. So, yeah, I, I think that's what educational curse that they brought about saying they improved it. I mean, students today, they can't even fill an application or write. Or write. They print. They can't fill an application right too well. Cursive, that's what the word I was trying to think of. They yeah. can't write cursive. So there, there is, there is, that is a curse today. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Anybody else have examples of a generational curse they would like to change? I, I mean, I, it's not that it was a generational curse of mine, but just a generational curse that's out there, what I consider to be a generational curse. I don't even know what you would call it. It's the woman, I gotta have a man, I need a man. And because
because my mother had all of these men. It was Uncle Bob and Uncle John and Uncle So-and-So and Uncle So-and-So. And they all loved her. And it goes back to because her mother was the same way because that's what a generational curse is. It's what you observe and what you see. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that, that is one that I just, I really feel like, I really wish it would be broken. And it's not something that I feel as though I suffer from, but I'm so tired of seeing the Tyler Perry movies. <laughs> that's, I guess that's what, what it is. That's what that reminds me of. Cause I gotta, and I need it and I have to, where's your strength within yourself? Oh, cause she didn't show you that you had strength within yourself. And because your mom didn't show you and on and on it goes, we need to break it. Even if it's reaffirming within ourselves to each other, fix your, fix your crown queen. It's tilted. Here, let me help you with that. Oh, you look pretty today. Just whatever. Let's build each other up. That's another generational curse. Why is it that women are so catty towards each other? Why can't we be friends? It always has to be some type of drama. And I think that's generationally learned as well. There's so many of them, especially with women. Uh, I don't know. Is that just have something to do with Eve? Curse? Generational curse? Eve? A lot of these have to do with women? I'm going to go ahead. I mean, it was a man who wrote the Bible and stuff. I mean, come on, man. Uh, <clears throat> huh? Yeah, so it was a man that wrote the Bible. Um, he, what is it called? What's the D word? He defamated. That's not a word. But he's the one who made Eve look bad. Um, Art Bull Raven, what are some generational curses that are still here? Bullies in school, and nowadays, once they get bullied, they shooting up the school because of because of a child just picking on a, picking on a child. Like that's gonna that that's gonna start a new a new generational curse or uh, going into you know. Well, it continues the cycle. Yeah, it it continues the cycle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so shared pain. Just because parents struggled as a child, why should their children struggle? Case in point, Jane Crawford. Jane Crawford, <clears throat> this woman. Um, and if y'all don't know who she is, I mean, I just. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> she went and she struggled as a child. She gets rich and famous, and all these men love her, or whatever, whatever. She, I want to have children. She can't have children, so she adopts children. And it's like, oh, I went through this. You have to go through this too. It's like, no, you don't have to share your pain. That is a generational curse that needs to stop. Just because you struggled, it doesn't mean your children should have to struggle. No. Oh, I slept on a hardwood floor. Okay. Let them sleep on the bed if you can do it. I mean, come on now. It doesn't have to be that way. Um, teen, <laughs> teen pregnancy. <clears throat> I think that is a generational curse that happens. Um, oh, my parents had children. My parents are married and they had children young. That doesn't mean you have to get married young and have children right away. Maybe children aren't right for you, especially not at this moment. Um, another generational curse. Being mean to little boys in the family and say, oh, they have to get, they have to, they have to get tough. So that happened to me. My uncles did it to me. So I'm going to do it to them. No, let's stop that. Uh-uh. 
Let's stop the generational curse. Another generational curse putting men on child support. Why can't he have custody of the children and he put the woman on child support? Just saying. Okay, okay. I mean, he just he, he carried that. them in him. Just, just eject. They do. They do. There are men that's out there supporting their children and women that are taking the court to support their children if the man has custody. So they, they do that. They do that. And a lot, of, a lot of women don't like that, just like a lot of men don't like it. Another, another, oh, haven't heard from you in a while. Sorry. Oh, what were you saying, Triple J's mom? I was getting ready to say another um, generational curse that, well, I'm not sure how it is now, but I know <clears throat> back when I was coming up, a lot of times, especially in the black families, they didn't want to believe that their children had learning disabilities. I would love to see every black person or just families in general with children who have a learning disability be more open to getting them help versus saying, oh no, they know it. They're just being lazy. Oh no, they know it. I can just hit them and they'll get it. So that's one thing that I would love to see change if it hasn't already done it. Already. All right, boo, haven't heard from you in a while. What's the generational curse? Or an example of a generational curse. Um, I have, I don't know. See, um, everything I want to say has already been answered. It's been said, okay. Yeah, it's been okay. said. Um, the stigma of mental health is, I believe that's a generational curse. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just hyper. Yeah, oh, thank you, you just, for saying oh, that. There's nothing wrong with you. Oh my goodness, do you know? Oh, we see. There we go. I'm not even gonna do that because it's not the, the time. But that's a, a generational curse, in my opinion. Just that stigma being on mental health issues when they are real. They are real. Yes, they are. They definitely are. And again, I hate to say this. That's a that's a a, a thing amongst the black culture. Like they don't, a, a lot of times, a lot of black people don't believe in psychiatrists or they don't believe in, you know, the proper medicine for depression. Like it's, it's crazy. Um, my son, my oldest son, he was, he wasn't diagnosed with ADHD, but the specialist that I took him to go see when he was young, he, um, they said, you know, he does have a form of ADHD. And when I told his grandmother, not my mother. She was just, she made a statement saying, oh, no, he's fine. Don't get him no medicine. Don't do this. Don't do that. You should do this. And I, and I had to let her know, well, wait a minute. I'm going to try a few things. I'm not going to go straight to medication. But I believe there is something going on. Like, he is hyper. Even if it's not ADHD, it, you know, it could be whatever. I'm going to try different things to get him to calm down. Um one of my sisters said, you know, you, you, you could have gotten them involved with uh, in different things to help with the hyperness. You know, that could have been something else that I could have done. But the, the point I'm trying to make is, is that and a lot of people, they'll look at you and go, oh, no, that's not what's wrong with that child. You could just knock that child upside the head and they'll get it together. So, yes, mental health is a, is a, is a true thing. And it's real. Depression is real. Su suicidal thoughts are real. Um, all of but one of the problems with that is teachers back there, back there many years ago, used to work with those children. 
teachers just started coming out and I, I don't know why and saying and saying they needed medication because they did not want to the, be experienced with a child that's hyper or a child that's very excitable or loud. And that is one of the problems that they have today. I, I hear people talking about children in school that may be loud. That may not be they have a, a, a mental problem or social problem or a uh, hyper problem it might need the it might need it to be the way they are being taught a child don't go out there and go to school and don't get out there and do exercise in the run of a day and his music and learning he's not going to be happy in school he's going to be just as disruptive as he possibly can or if he doesn't have anybody there that's talking to him and really working with him I mean, at one time, they, I don't think they were, I don't try to remember how many children was in my class. But when you got 30, 25, and 30, and 40 children in a class, you got to have more than one teacher. And they don't want to pay teachers or the uh, representatives or aides to go in school and work with them. And that's one of the main problems. County schools are not that crowded. County schools give you more. They give they give you computing computers to take home and learn with. How many computers was given out in Baltimore City? But Baltimore County schools do it. Probably Howard and Harford and all those other counties do the same thing. Okay, I thought we were gonna get um jumping into another topic that was planned for a future episode education because um that is a big topic and i thought we was getting catapulted into mental health because that is another topic for the future i mean come on y'all 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 um spoilers spoiler alert spoiler alerts <laughs> well this has been baldwin talk i am the imposter the true client bye be quiet. And this is E. Mag. I'm saying good night to everyone. I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their weekend. And this, this is, is Raven. This is Raven. Y'all have a good night. This is Art Boo. Thank you for listening. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, this is- and this is Triple J's mom. Have a great weekend. And now everyone be. And Mr. Mom, sorry for the extra things that you hear, but sometimes you just cannot hold it back. Because if I did, I might break into a song. Good night. Please don't. God bless.